and good evening. Hi, my name is Ann McNeil, and I am the Master Wealth Builder, helping you to build a stronger and better life and business. And we are very excited to bring you another episode of Hashtag My Investing Story. As volunteers with Better Investing, Ioni McNeil and myself are as co-hosts. We, every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we come together with another story of individuals and sometimes groups of individuals sharing their investing story. But let's talk a little bit about who we are not. We're not financial advisors. We're not stockbrokers. We're not day traders. We're simply volunteers with Better Investing, teaching investment education. And Better Investing, for those of you that may remember, is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization formerly known as the National Association of Investors. And it is a not-for-profit that has helped more than 5 million, yes, 5 million individuals from all walks of life learn how to improve, I want to say, our financial condition and our financial future. We as volunteers provide unbiased investment education, yes, education, and powerful online stock analysis tools. Now, with that thought in mind, let us introduce to you our special guest tonight is an investment club. Yes, it's another investment club. And the Living Room Learning Investment Club is a group of individuals from various backgrounds, from attorneys to doctors, administrators, bankers, entrepreneurs, retirees, and teachers, just to start. You cannot imagine being in an investment club with 40 plus individuals, whether you're an invest, individual investor or whether you're currently an investment club yourself, in the club yourself. So with that thought in mind, uh, let me introduce my co-host and my boss, Ioni McNeil. Good evening, Ioni. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm excited about today's program. That's all <laughs> So let's uh, let's do a quick introduction of the uh, two representatives we have from the Living Room Investment Club. Okay, um, my name is Vincent Smith. I am the president of the club, and I would like to thank you all for inviting us to be on here and share our story. My name is Eric Smith. I'm a brand new member of the club, um, but yet I'm a legacy of one of the founders, well, of two of the founders. So I'm just uh, glad to be here. It's a blessing to be here and uh, uh, and to meet everybody and be a part of this part of this podcast this evening. Thank you. So the 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 beautiful thing, and I have to ask this question, your, both of your last names are Smith. Are you related in fact? No, we're not. <laughs> not okay. at all. Not okay. at all. <laughs> Smith and Smith. Okay. Yeah. Well, one of the first questions I have, because uh, again, we're, we're with Living Room Learning, also known as LRL Investment Club, Living Room Learning Investment Club. Could you mm -hmm. talk to us a little bit about 
when it was founded, and how you came up with that name. Well, um, Eric may be better to speak on that than I am, because it was, a, or I think they started late 60s around that time and with his parents and some of the other um, legacy members we have in the group, um, Tom Hamilton and his family. But um, I think, Eric, you can jump in. Okay. It um, was, um, go ahead. The, the, this investment club is the offshoot of a social organization called the Couples Club, where a group of couples throughout the Cleveland area just got together for all kinds of different events. Um, and the events could be anything from a cruise, from uh, you know going to to a resort and hanging out at the resort, to um, uh, teaming up to do debutante balls and what have you. Many of the women in the organization are deltas, so anything the deltas were doing, the fellas obviously came with them because they knew better. And uh, <laughs> and so of uh, the activities, just ultimate, oops, just ultimately turned into. Um, a conversation that I guess uh, mom, dad, Tom Hamilton, uh, Jerry and, and Bar Tom and uh, Barbara Hamilton, um, uh, Jerry and Charles Dockery and, and some of the other founders got together and said, listen, uh, you know, we at the very least can stand one another. So that's step one. <laughs> and then two, that's one another. So why don't we move forward and, and pull together this investment club? Uh, Tom Hamilton had worked in that space, you know, banking um, at a very high level all the time that I've known him. And so as, as I can kind of even assume, he did a lot of the spearheading of the club and reaching out to, to the major players that you know, allow for the, the infrastructure to be in place so that I's got dotted, T's got crossed. And he, probably aligned with Mr. Dockery because, you know, I, I know I've known Uncle Charles to always be involved in, um, it, 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 he worked with me in the school system, but he also did taxes on the side and was, you know, very, you know, student in that area. And just, you know, just knowing some of the members of the club and, and their personalities, I can just assume that they all came together and said, yes, let's do this. You know, we're already, you know, in, in the top percent of many of the black people in our community that are movers and shakers, this is yet another feather in our cap and gives us an opportunity to show our kids, i.e. me, my brother and sister and, and you know, cousins and everything else, um, you know, what some of the next steps need to be as we move forward, you know, with our lives. And so um, all of this happened in each couple's living rooms, you know, over, you know, like at least once a month. And I'm sure, you know, like I said, just knowing you know, the, the, the creativity in the room, girl, we need to just call this a living room investment club or whatever it is. And so <laughs> there it is. And, and here we are. You know? Yep. <laughs> Does that sound like some of the stories you've heard, Vincent? Yes. And they, you know, of course, rotated, you know, meeting at such and such house one month and then someone else is the next. Yeah. So do you have a, an exact uh, year that the club was founded? I, I know, and the reason I'm asking too is because just in the, um, not the most recent, but the second second to most recent issue of the Better Investing Magazine, we've been doing um, a dedication out to all of those uh, investment clubs, Better Investing member investment clubs that you know, are meeting at 30, 35, 40, 45, all the way up to, to 60 and 65 years old. So do you have when um, the living room? Well, 
Yeah, the Living Room Investment Club, which was uh, three different groups joining together, that was formed in 2004, but the other individual groups were going well before then, maybe in 1988, somewhere around there, but LRL started in 2004. Okay, so that's a beautiful uh, history to know that it was actually a social social club that moved into becoming an investment club. Uh, mm -hmm. Could you talk to us a little bit about um, how that transition started? Uh, was it, I know you mentioned that one person was already a banker um, and unfortunately, I guess Mr. Hamilton uh, isn't on to kind of uh, give a, a, a founder's perspective. But um, I'm more interested in, in learning about when you kind of came into NAIC, Better Investing, um, and what's, what's made your interest in the organization stick and how you've been um, benefiting from the education of the organization. Oh, I can only speak from, you know, a little experience. I'm not sure, like we said, Tom is not here, but what kept everyone interested and um, continue to come to the meeting was actually the return on their investment and seeing um, how their funds were growing, you know, month over month. And that's still going on today at this time. But, um, and then you have your fellowship, um, which is always good. And you learn from the different folks. Um, some of the guys who may not have been um, as educated as Tom with the banking and investment, they may have specialized in something else, but they cross exchange ideals and learn from one another. And if I can kind of chime in, um, Tom Hamilton is a force. Yes. You know, um, he's a force in a very, very positive kind of way. He recognizes the fact that he is in a position that many people simply don't have access to. And is more, and even in that position, uh, you know, through his matriculation, through the, through the banking and finance uh, uh, marketplace and industry, but even uh, socially, he's in a position to have access to you know, movers and shakers and influencers and financiers and, and, and just thought leaders and uh, has been able to accept that role essentially bestowed upon him in a manner whereby he does everything he can to make sure that he's a conduit and a resource and a vessel for this kind of information to be you know, uh, shared with all that will listen. He's more than available for whomever might have an interest. Um, and, and, and again, you know, my, my perspective is probably, well, there's a whole lot different than Vincent simply because I grew up with these people. And you know, they, they were the people in the living room hanging out while me and their kids were doing what we were doing. So you know, it, it, it's more of a, 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 of a you know, somebody in the family doing this thing here. And probably as with all generations, the, the reason that I'm on this call today, having just come on board a week ago, is because, oh, that's what they're doing over there. And that, you know, we'll, we'll get to that. You know, that's mom and dad and them. That's Uncle Charles and Aunt Jerry, you know. So, you know, but at the same time, you know, between 
Christmas holidays and Thanksgivings and funerals and family reunions. You know, I, I'd give Miss Hamilton a call because, because you know, life continued to happen, and I wasn't clueless. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, I've run a financial group for thirty some odd years, doing insurance, wealth building, and legacy planning, but not investing. And investing is a whole other kind of word. I don't even say in my space simply because if I do, that means I that means I, I got to go for compliance and host some other things. So I don't even use that word. But nevertheless, you know, with Mr. Hamilton, as, as things came across my desk, you know, I'd give him a call at any time of day, any time of night, as long as Ms. Hamilton would allow him to pick up the phone. Uh, you know, he talked to me about everything. You know, I, I'd call him about, you know, I heard about this deal and he would tell me about why that deal wasn't gonna work. Well, because he'd seen deals in the past as a banker that came across his desk that they tried and it didn't work for these reasons here. And what's happening now is this, and you need to consider doing this and if you just put this here and just go, we go, I mean, you know, five minute conversation would literally turn into like two hours. And so I'm sure that the people that were actually got, that actually got involved with this organization at its founding and, um, you know, were looking for leadership that they could count on and could trust when he had the floor for real. I'm sure, you know, the words that he spoke and, and, the, uh, and, and the proof that he gave and the thought, thought that he put into, um, you know, making the choices and the decisions and the conversation. I mean, you know, I'm sure everybody was like, well, if Tom is doing it, in fact, in fact, <laughs> you know, I, I'd call mom, I'd call home, talk to mom and dad about whatever. And, uh, and dad would be like, well, you know, Tom said, so you need to at least really consider that. And then, uh, you know, Julia Singleton, who was a incredible moving shaker and, and contractor and, and a builder in Ohio and some other states. Um, he took the helm as, as principal and, and he is a force as well. You know, so, so you've, got, you've got, you know, just very strong, successful black men and their strong, successful black women, wives and friends and, uh, 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 you know, associates and, and, and whatever the case may be, all coming together, embracing an idea that has made sense for generations anyway. So fast forward to the time that it was, uh, that it was time to make a decision as to what direction to go. Like I said, the trust was there, the track record was there, and it simply made sense. And they had the dollars to participate. And so, uh, uh, I, I think that, you know, through it all, those are the reasons why, you know, that they, they've reached the levels that they've reached, you know, uh, you know, from the time of inception and, um, and really, you know, continued to push me and, and the, and the, uh, and the legacy, if you will, to get involved because, you know, everybody, you know, most of the founders are at least 80 now or 85 close to it and it's a time you know to kind of pass the torch and so um and, and so you know again that that's why they they got involved that, that that's how you know when it came time to, to to align with the naic you know they went ahead and did that because they do believe in dot nines and crossing t's and making sure everything is uh is put together in the right way so that um there is no what happened was, uh, oops, I'm sorry. Well, you know, bro. It's all that. There's right. No, there's no, right, you know, there's right. no room for that. Wish it could have, should have, would have. Right. Yeah. The yeah. Woulda, coulda, shoulda blues. 
not well, I'm, that I'm glad you took it there. And I, I didn't know if you had something, Vincent, but I, I want to get into this next question, which is, and, and, and Eric, I want you to answer it first. What has caused you at this point in your life? And if you want to share your age, you're welcome to. If not, we all understand. Okay. Okay. Um, but what's, what, what has caused you to join this investment club at this point in time, especially like you said, you know, um, it was something you kind of grew up with. It was over there, you know, so you had proximity to it, but right now it's a conscious, conscious decision that you've just made. And so I'm really interested in, in hearing why you've decided now. And then I will be interested in, in learning when Vincent joined, now that he's president, how long ago did he join and why did he decide at that point in time? Okay. Um, well, quite honestly, I asked myself that same question, why now? And uh, largely the reason is you, you get to a point where you're at the fifth or sixth crossroad that really makes a difference in your life. And you make some decisions as to um, if, the, if it is the right time, if not, why? Um, the idea of singing the woulda, coulda, shoulda blues, uh, you, you hear that choir warming up in the back of your head. Um, and I say that as a singer songwriter as well. So, you know, I, I know from which I speak because I've sung that song a couple of times. Um, mom's not here anymore. And so going through um, old letters and cards from her, um, you know, the memories that, you know, kind of inspired those cards and letters, um, going through old voicemails that, you know, you didn't, you didn't plan on going through them, but, you know, you pressed the wrong button. And boy, what you doing? You know, and, and you know, uh, seeing Facebook posts that my sister posted, you know, of Christmas where, you know, where she was healthy. And just all these things kind of, you know, um, come into play as to, you know, looking in the mirror saying, what were you doing? You know, four o'clock in, 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 in the morning, you're at the stoplight. What are you doing? You know, so, you know, I've, like I said, I've run the finance, DWS Financial Group for 30 some odd years now. And I established the Say Goodbye with a Smile campaign as an outreach for the financial group because it's something I'm able to kind of uh, blend. You know, I, I wrote the jingle. We did the commercial last week. It'll be out in the next, maybe even Friday. And, uh, you know, so there were a lot of things that I had put in motion uh, where I knew that at some point I just had to be the person that was accepting the torch from one of the members to move forward. Um, like I said, you know, the, the, the founding members are at least 80 and um, they're either, you know, some are tired, some aren't here anymore. Some are here and can't participate, and just all the things that come with, you know, with, with, with aging. With age, and, yeah. Yeah, with, with the parents and, and and friends of the family and what have you. And so um, it, it just got to a point where uh, Mr. Hamilton said, "Oh, and by the way, um, the initiation fee what is probably going up because we're doing real well. We're about a million dollar club now, and I don't know what you're doing down there in the lottery, but." Uh, 
you know, you, you can wait around if you want to. And, uh, you know, Swan's in and Hamilton, you know, he started naming the other kids that are in on can let can them clowns get ahead of me. So did it work? Did it work, Eric? Did it work? And clearly it did. Because I, I think, you know, there were, I think I was the last one to come in at the limit that was available, you know, for it to, I think there's like a 50, 50 member limit or whatever. And I think that um, some folks that I voted out and I got right. voted in. And I sent my money in, and so you know, here we are. And, so you here um, now? You here you know, now? And, wow. and that was that was kind of what kind of what inspired it. I, I know that was a long answer. I probably need to apologize for that, but you know. No, no we no. we appreciate it. We appreciate <laughs> it because um, again, you have a certain perspective of being close to it. Yeah. And we've had another guest on the show where. A lot of times being close isn't good enough right. um, because just by being close, the person that is doing it assumes that the other person is picking it up. Right. But if there's no kind of conscientious involvement of that youth or that young person right. to really sit side by side and do it together, right. you will always be on the periphery and then in your later years, kind of wake up uh, to that proverb, you know, talk about train up a child. Right. Well, you ain't a child no more. But uh, but right. no, I, we're, we're, we're happy that 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 you shared it, because, um, again, you know, you can't take proximity for granted. You know, if I could just chime in on that real quick, I. Um, just took on three interns from the New York City public schools as a virtual internship program. One is a 15-year-old African-American child who is, um, I guess, second-generation Haitian. And the other two are uh, Latina girls, teens, 15, 16, and 17, two rising juniors and then a rising senior. And so I brought them on board to <clears throat> you know, do a lot in social media and digital marketing for obvious reasons. Well, of course, what I thought was obvious ain't hardly obvious. <laughs> ain't hardly obvious. And, you know, as I'm talking to other friends about how to make this happen with them, they're like, man, you getting ready to go viral in a bad way because they're going to be bored <laughs> to death. They don't know what they I mean, just on and on and on and on. So, you know, I told them during the meeting, I said, listen, we're going to have to kind of revamp this whole thing because what I thought but my point is this, um, during the first week, I sent them 50 questions to go research about insurance, wealth building, legacy planning, so that I could get them up to speed, you know, about what was going on. And one of them had never even heard of life insurance before. So when you talk about, you know, uh, uh, bring up a child in a way, it, it, this was my opportunity to, you know, pour into them something that could easily affect their community and their life in ways that, you know, who even knows. And, right. um, and, and that was just, you know, with, with the insurance, wealth building and, and, and legacy planning piece. Um, and, and like I said, I, I, don't, I don't speak to investing because that, that becomes a whole other thing for me. But, um, but, but nevertheless, you know, to your point, I mean, you're, you're totally right. And, 
and, and what's amazing is that oftentimes, like when you when you kind of boil it down, it's five minutes. It's the length of a song. It's the, it's the ride to the grocery store. It's it's the, it's the walk from church to the car. You know, where you kind of plant that seed, and you know, if 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 the kid or if the person, for that matter, um, is listening at all and it begins to resonate, you've you've opened up a whole new world to them. And so, you know, exactly. where I, I've seen that work so many times, and and because I know that even if the seed doesn't um, blossom, it still might take root. And when the time is right, it'll blossom. So, um, yeah, I mean, I I, I I I oftentimes seek to do that. Because you know, so many people miss you know those easy opportunities for whatever reason, and uh, and and you just never know what'll happen, you know, years later, and so yeah, I mean that's you're totally right, and that's why I do what I do. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vincent, w- when did you join the club, and uh, if you would like to share, sure. what age did you join, and and what made you join at that point in time in your life? Okay, um, my wife and I we joined in 2016. So I think at, at yeah, I was 54 then, and I was invited from one of the members, uh, James and Viola Catlish. We happened to attend the same church. I'm sorry, you say you were 34 then. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> then you would have saw some hair up here, but uh, nope, I was um, 54, I'm 59 now. But yeah, James and Viola Catlitz, we attend the same church in Cleveland, Holy Trinity Baptist Church. And he, uh, Mr. Catlitz is an entrepreneur, does um, housing work, all kinds of different things. And he worked on my house and actually he was the principal to um, two of our sons. So he, um, you know, said, hey, Vince, I'm at part of this investment club, you and Angela should check it out. So um, I told him to let me know when the next meeting would be. And uh, he was giving us all the uh, information on how well they're doing and the number of members. And on that Saturday, um, we attended the uh, meeting and they gave us some information to take. And actually, we wasn't, you know, yes or no, we decided to share that. information, the evaluation statement that shows the accounts and all the stocks that they're investing in. We share that with my wife's financial advisor. He looked it over and his comments were, if you can afford the you know monthly fees, it looks like a good thing. And so we um, at the we had to attend three meetings before you can join, but that's how we got into this, which I am so happy that we did. And I think in 2018, I became the um, president of the club up until, you know, currently I am the president. And I've learned a lot. A lot of folks have shared things with me. And um, it, it's just been great um, seeing the different backgrounds and what you can do if you just let your money um, invest and not that quick trading stuff where you got to get in and out real quick. But um, that's how we got involved in it. Wow, I'm I'm excited for what you just shared because I have a few questions just off of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is I think you're the first person I've ever spoke to that actually took uh, the the valuation statement of a club they were interested in, mm-hmm. took it to a financial advisor, and got 
you know, what we call in the healthcare world, uh, a second opinion. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that that's actually a very creative way to check and get, get qualified input on what you're about to get into. And the reason I say it like that is because, you know, on hashtag my investing story, we're bringing on, you know, long-term individual investors, but also investment clubs. And a lot of people have questions, but I don't think people feel empowered yet enough to either ask the question or have the initiative to ask around. You don't have to take one person's word for it. You don't have to join something that you have reservations about. Right. You can actually do some active digging outside of Google um, you know, to kind of vet this opportunity. I had never heard that kind of vetting process, but I, I think that that was a wonderful thing. And the other thing that really struck me was it didn't take you long to take action on it. No, um, it was it because at that point in your life, the age you were at? Um, um, I'm, I'm actually also interested to hear what was your, your financial investing habits before you even joined the club? Because I also want to hear about um, how you were able to participate so much in the club to where you became president within two years. Well, um, I work for, I'm in the banking industry and we have our 401k. So that's um, pretty much all the investment I was doing through them. And they match you dollar for dollar up to 6%. So I was cool. But um, my wife and I, you know, talked about it and thought about it and you know something we can pass on to our children because um, when Mr. Catlish gave us that information um, we knew we had somebody we could go to to take a look at it but um, we've been knowing him for a long period of time um, Christian man very honest so it was something we thought we could do and you know pass it on to our children and um, now we can pass it on to our two grandsons As a matter of fact we tried to get um, well, we did, well, we tried to get, I think, three of our children to join. Our one son, Christopher, he would attend the meetings, but him and his friends, they set up their own investment club and they used, you know, coming into our meeting as a, you know, a learning curve on what to do because we introduced them to my iClub before they were doing everything manually. So I got him hooked up with my iClub. That made it a lot easier for them. They're dispersed all over. And even, you know, right now we are pretty much at our capacity of, as far as members, but we're always open to have someone sit in and listen to our club and get ideals. And, you know, whenever someone does a join, even for the first time or a visit for the first time, we are open to them asking questions just like they were part of the club for 50 years. So, um, overall, this was just a great opportunity to, for something for our children. So we always felt if, in the future, they wanted to, they're older now, but say our grandkids, if they want to start their own business in the future, they can have some seed money to get it going, or if they want to put the money in the bank, so when they go to the bank to get a loan, they see, well, this person has equity already. Has capital so get, already, exactly. Right, yes, mm -hmm. so it gives them a great opportunity, and it opens up a, do uh, a lot of doors, like um, Eric had mentioned earlier, the whole opens up a world of new and different things. Now, the, the club is originally um, physically based in Ohio? Correct. What uh, city? Cle um, Cleveland, Ohio. 
Yeah. Okay. That's the okay. major city, but um, some I guess suburbs too. Yeah, wherever the president the Heights, is, Shaker, Shaker Heights. Heights. Yeah, right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cleveland Heights, Shaker Heights. Okay. Um, and the reason the reason I'm saying there is a like, difference. There is a di you said Cleveland Heights, Shaker Heights. There is a difference. I had to go. Ahead oh, I was listing on the only two <laughs> suburbs I do: Cleveland Heights and Shaker Heights. Uh, I was I wasn't combining them. <laughs> um. I said that for Vince more than anything. Go ahead. <laughs> um, the reason the reason I, I I put it out there is is because one, you know, we we have um, a lot of first time listeners who um, would like to visit an investment club, and since you already put that opportunity out, um, and so have you all been doing virtual meetings since twenty uh, twenty? Uh, are you just now going back into in person meetings? Well, um, when the pen we. We were meeting monthly at a bank around the corner from me, Ohio Savings. But once the pandemic hit us, we had to scramble and we started doing conference calls, which led to um, video conference. And pretty much up until last, well, up until the third Saturday of this month, uh, July, we were doing meetings online over the phone. But every July, we try to get together and meet in person. So. July was the first time I think we've been together since maybe March of 2020. So um, we're not sure what the um, mask mandate, you know, starting to go back up, you know, wanted folks to wear a mask. We're not sure if we will be able to get back into Ohio Savings where we were holding our monthly meetings. So um, if we can't and folks, you know, we do have an older club. If they are uncomfortable getting together, we will stick with the video conference. Now, and currently you have how many members in the club? I would say about 45 to 46 members. Cause we, okay. um, one of the hard parts of being the president and actually being in the club, which I'm not thrilled with, but we have to do it when members are not um, paying their dues or participating over a certain length of time, we had to vote them out. So. We were up to 50, but we just recently voted out four members. So, uh, and we had some members come in. So we are right at the edge of how many members we can have. How long are your meetings and what are those meeting dynamics? I mean, that, that's a lot of people. That's a small church. Uh, no, well, uh, the Ohio Savings where we meet, they have a conference room in the basement that can, it's, it can hold about 50 people, but 50 people don't show up all the time. We, I think we average uh, about 25 to 30 people. And how many meetings can you miss before you're kicked out of the club, voted out of the club, I should say? Well, the way we are running it, if you are not paying, because um, say, for example, if some folks are out of the state, they can only pay and then call in. So they're being there physically that would be a challenge. However, if you missed, um, we'd just say all of um, 2020, you're gonna get voted out. Um, we were trying to keep up with it, but once the pandemic um, hit us, we just put a little moratorium on voting folks out because we didn't wanna make them struggle with trying, you know, if they couldn't work, trying to pay their electric bill, get food for the family, and we are up here harassing them to pay a little 75, uh, dollars for their monthly dues. So we put a stop to it. And we, um, you know, ended that in June where we sent out the letters to individuals asking for them to um, 
if they wanted to continue to participate to pay up for just 2021. So from January to June at the time, even though they may not have paid anything in 2020. So um, that's uh, how we uh, look at voting people out. Um, our meetings are scheduled for two hours. Sometimes when it comes to like voting people out, the last time we had that meeting, we went over two hours, which uh, drives me crazy, but um, <laughs> we needed to do it. Um, but I personally would like to have it down to 90 minutes or so, because on a Saturday, you have folks that you have to take care of the parents, do shopping, errands, and th that kind of stuff. So we want to you know, stay as close to the schedule as possible so they can have their time back. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, I would just you say the meeting, um, you know, we start off like any meeting, I guess, read the previous month's meeting, um, find out if we have any visitors, and, uh, you know, then we'll say hi and have them, you know, tell who they are and introduce themselves and let us know who invited them to the meeting. And if we have um, any folks to vote in, we'll make that decision. Um, then, you know, after you've attended your third meeting, we'll just take a vote on attending folks and then we'll go um, to we take a vote to have the folks join the club. And then we'll go into our old business, new business, um, stock recommendations and so forth and call it quits. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I mean, to have that many people in the club and, and still keep it uh, to two hours, uh, even when you do, I think that's a, that's a huge feat. Um, and I, I'll, I won't compound my questions. I'll, I'll ask this next one first, which is going back to your, your history of working in banking so long. Can you speak a little bit to what you did not know once you joined the club and started, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you all do SSGs before you right. um, you know, do stock purchases, but talk to us a little bit about what you didn't know. Cause I, I, I'm gonna assume that you knew about financial statements, you worked at a bank, you knew about those things, the, the nuts and the bolts, but um, I'm more interested in you know, what else you learned within the next two years of joining the club and participating? Um, because, I mean, the club had to have some type of confidence in you to, after only uh, two years, vote you as president. Yeah, and I thought it was this pretty face, but I guess I was wrong. Um, <laughs> it could have been that too. <laughs> but um, actually, um, I'm, I've been with uh, the bank I'm working at, it'd be 38 years in August. And um, one thing I learned, learned just at the bank, which shocked me, um, one of the guys I used to sit next to, um, he handled what we call our um, private banking, which are our affluent uh, individual clients. So what's yeah. your limit there at the bank? Is it $5 million? Oh, no. Uh, that's, you know, we have, it can go all the way up to $20 million, the high ends. It's, but it's some, but some have a, a minimum floor of you can't even be a client in private net worth if, do you know would, that number? I would say it's probably $3 million. Okay. Yeah, but the one guy I was sitting next to and he was talking to one of his clients and I don't know why he had him on speakerphone, but the, you know they were talking about taxes and the, it was one of the wealthy guys. He said, "Oh no, I don't pay taxes." That surprised me because you know you hear it a lot now. A lot of your affluent rich people they don't pay taxes, which that surprised um, me a lot. But 
as far as with the um, investment club, I didn't know anything about um, using the SSG. You know, you have the front side, the back side, anything like that. Um, even though I was in banking, I wasn't in the investment portion. I'm in the sales piece where we sell to um, clients, you know, things like online banking, um, make a deposit through a lockbox. So a lot of the stuff I learned, like I said, the SSG, um, earnings, 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 that's um, things that really affect the stock. That was all, you know, new to me and my wife. Because um, growing up, we didn't know anything about investing, maybe like um, Eric's family did, unfortunately. Um, my parents, we wasn't, they wasn't into that. So, you know, you saved on your own, but, um, you know, you grow and you learn from that. And so that's why my wife and I tried to share this kind of thing with our children about the investment club and hopefully, you know, when they're ready, they'll get into it. They're um, grown, got their own things going on. But um, then just learning from the other people on how they do things, like Eric said, Mr. Hamilton is a wealth of knowledge. Um, and right now he comes to us, letting us know what we need to do in the future to prevent our club from losing value. Even during the um, pandemic, we didn't drop anything. We constantly growing and growing. And that's why a lot of folks are knocking on the door, trying to um, join the club because we're doing a lot better than your typical bank. Right, and, and I'm just gonna recap for people if, if they may have missed some things. Um, you know, you grew up learning how to save. You grew up knowing that it was important to get a good job and at least contribute to, to your 401k. Mm -hmm. um, but you didn't join this investment club until you were 54. And so what you've been learning just in, in this time, being a part of an investment club and, and being a member of Better Investing and using Better Investing's tools and following its methodology. Um, talk to us about how that's made you even a, a better investing in, in the rest of your life. Because I'm sure now that you have these tools, you're probably looking at your 401k differently. You know, you're probably looking at the portfolio that your wife had with the financial advisor differently. Talk to us a little bit about how this investment club experience is influencing the rest of your financial life. Well, with the, um, the 401k, we um, we have guys that, you know, they can manage it for. So I really don't have to do anything with that as long as I see us constantly growing. I'm cool. But, you know, we have the option. We can do it ourselves or just let them handle it, which that's their job to do it. But um, as far as individually, um, you, you learn more just like... Um, with the guys that did the money, I think it was the game exchange stock on uh, short-term investing. Um, you learn the pluses and minus and the risk that you could um, lose money if it doesn't work the way you want. And just with some of the stocks that we're investing in, um, recently I can't remember, it was Google something, I never heard of it. Um, it's a part of Google that I don't think a lot of people know. I'm sorry, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but um, you just learn about the industries and overseas what they're doing and how what happens over there in their financial stock market can affect us over here. And in a way, also learn how to stay away from uh, things that's just not legit. Because unfortunately, 
in our community, a lot of times folks will just jump on whatever Ponzi scheme they um, hear and just, I think the craziest one I heard, I give $5, we'll say to Eric, then he gives it to Ann and such and such. And I recruit more people to give money to me. And, you know, a lot of folks fall for it, which is uh, it's sad, but um, we spend, unfortunately, a lot of our money on things that they're necessary, but you don't need the top of the line, like your iPhones. You have a lot of folks buying new iPhones and things like that, but they might not have insurance, but they have insurance on that phone, but they don't have insurance on their um, personal self. So uh, there's a lot of things you need to learn. And um, we try and share that, you know, with uh, like when I talk, well, they know it, when I talk to my children or even with some of their friends or just um, when I used to catch the rapid, I like to chat a lot, you know, just talk to the individuals on the um, train. We call it rapid here in Ohio, but uh, right. in Cleveland, but it's the oh, train. Oh yeah, rapid so, transit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just sharing that information because you, you never know. You hear a lot of guys, they want to, you know, a lot of guys and girls, they want to do stuff, but unfortunately they don't have the capital to, capital to get it going because, you know, something that's probably really easy to get started uh, is like a landscaping, but you need your tools. So um, mm -hmm. yeah. it may, you know, Ca we might think it's no or, big deal. Capital or and in knowledge sometimes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Capital and knowledge. So one, one other, uh, well, two other questions, more specifically about the club. Um, what is the, what is the initial contribution amount to become a new member? What are your monthly dues? I heard you say 75, but if there's a range. And then uh, there mm -hmm. is someone in the audience that wants to know, how many um, stocks or club holdings do you have, especially with having 45 members, 46 members, I think? Okay, um, the monthly fee is $75 per month. The, um, we just recently, I guess last month or the month before, we increased the initiation fee from 250 to 500. And the reason we did that, we wanted um, folks that were serious about coming into the club and participating because 250, um, you know, folks say, yeah, it's no big deal. They get a 250 and they are getting a good return on their money, but they're not participating at all in the club. So we, um, it was a discussion, I think what, 500, 750 or 1,000, which um, that would have been ridiculous, the 750 and 1,000. So we uh, voted on $500 and um, so far, it seems to work out. Um, as far as the uh, what, the number of, or different stocks that we have in the club, oh, that's, I'm just off the top of my head. I know we started with Apple at the top, <laughs> but um, now that's probably our biggest contributor um, to our club. And just uh, on the news today, I heard that they made profit on all their little products that they sell, the iPhone, the Macs and all that good stuff. But I would say we have, just guessing, I'd say 60 to 80 different stocks. Okay. I, yeah. If, and, if I try to bring up my iClub, it's gonna slow me down and freeze Right, me. right, 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 yeah. right. And so do you all work in teams to, to track the stocks? How are you tracking the stocks so far? Cause that's, I mean, it's, it's one thing to say it's a lot of holdings, but comparison to the amount of people you have in a club is mm -hmm. it's not that many. 
So one thing um, our club has, which um, I believe all clubs do or should, Morgan Stanley handles some of our uh, investments for us, but then there's a lot that we do ourselves. So within the club, we have different committees and one of them is a stock selection committee. So every, I think Wednesday or Thursday before the third Saturday of the month, the group gets together and I try and join sometimes when I can, but they get together and they'll come up and say, hey, we're thinking about, we'll just say Apple, Google, and Ford. And everybody on that call gives their opinion on what they think we should do it or not, you know, pluses or minus. And then once it's done, when they come to the meeting and it's their time to present, they will um, tell us, you know, these are the three stocks we want to um, vote on actually the club buying. And also they will recommend stocks that we should sell if they're not performing the way we want them. So then we'll vote on them. And if we, um, the majority rules, that's um, what we will do. Yeah. That's beautiful that you all are meeting in between your monthly meetings to really do um, more of the stock discussion and the research. Yeah, um, and Mr. Hamilton, um, he's not the chairman of that uh, particular group, but he is a heavy voice in there because um, we got, we're trying to keep the club going with incorporating younger members. So when you know we pass on, the club continue going legacy as um, Eric had indicated. Um, so those younger guys, they may use a different thing, Google or what have you, but um, Tom is our driving force to keep us on point. And uh, in some of our meetings, when we you know come up or saying something, he'll ask a question to get you really thinking, am I doing the right thing? So he's like our barometer. It's always good to have that person that's willing to, to ask yes. questions in the club. Mm Miss -hmm. Ann? Oh, I, I was... I was moving my glasses, not raising my hand to ask a question. I, I have a lot of notes here. And I just want to remind everybody that uh, Eric shared uh, earlier that he has been in the club. I think you said two weeks now, Eric? Um, they, they, at, at the very most. I, I, think, uh, I think Uncle Charles probably got my, my membership and checking all of that maybe today yesterday I, it, it, the, the post stamp was i think right? <laughs> <laughs> but once we vote him in he's in right, so it would have right, been that right, third so, saturday i say that because i only share we have lots of people listening mm -hmm. live on uh, and they're streaming on facebook and we have lots of people in the chat so we want to encourage all of you please put your questions in the chat and every week we ask everybody to do at least one thing uh, for yourself in an in investment education. We're not asking you to buy anything or, or you know, sell stocks or anything like that. But when you think about the fact that Better Investing, which is a, a not-for-profit organization and helping all of us with these tools to become better investors, if you will, I want to remind us, and I say this every week about our annual meeting that's going to be held um, the end of, actually in October, uh, the 21st through the 24th, and that's going to be in Dallas, Texas. And that's what we call BINC, it's the Better Investing National Convention, B-I-N-C, and that's 2021. Okay. 
Um, so if you're able to uh, make an investment in yourself, I, I really cannot think of a better return on the investment than joining us in Dallas. Yes, live, face-to-face, bring your mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also on that Saturday, we're hosting a financial empowerment day and it's a free day. So we really want to encourage all of you listening, no matter when you're listening, uh, you know, you can go to Eventbrite to get the details on the day for the investment day, financial empowerment day, but you can also go to betterinvesting.org and get the information relating to um, the organization registration for that conference. And if you may have just joined us, just want to remind you that this is hashtag my investing story. And we, we created this program, Ioni and I, to, to really provide a platform for us to share individual stories, investment club stories, to help all of us understand that it's not as difficult as you may think. So tonight we've been talking with and listening to uh, the Living Room Investment Club. And so, uh, you know, they've been around now, gosh, I guess over 50 years the club has been around, right? Yes, it's, it's been here. I would say yeah, that. and so Close now, mm-hmm. right, and so now the club is is taking in legacy family members and friends to to keep, if you will, to keep that dream alive. And so, what I'd like to ask both of you is if you have a favorite book you'd like to share uh, that has been helpful in your investing journey. We also want to thank all of our our listeners, uh, many of if you come on every week, Ann Newman, I know I'm going to get in trouble when I start calling names. And uh, Dan Harder did ask the question he asked, Vincent, he wants yeah. to know if your bank is publicly traded. And if so, does your club own the stock? Yes, um, I work for a key bank and we just recently purchased some key bank stock. Wow. Good investment, right? Yes, yeah. And you know, when we was voting on that one, I didn't vote because I'm prejudiced for them because I've been there 38 years. So wow, uh, yeah. Wow. Thank you, thank you for that. You know, we can't take any of this information for granted because oftentimes we hear about individuals investing everything in one company, only to find out that it is not as, you know trying to be diplomatic here, but, but uh, the tools are very valuable, very, very valuable. I just want to go over a couple of points that I wrote mm-hmm. and uh, that one of them was the fact that this club originally started as a couple's club, a couple's club. And even though I am a Delta, yes, I, I am a Delta and I am very encouraged. I was sharing before this, the program started, Ioni, I said, you know, we had the AKAs on and for those of you that have no idea what we're talking about, these are black female, black sororities uh, that, that we're talking about. And again, investment education, however we can get it, uh, whether it's the alphas, you know, any Greek organization, churches, uh, uh, not-for-profit organizations, any place where we gather even on our jobs is a very good place to start investing. What I'd like to do is kind of go around and and start wrapping up. 
So if we have any other questions from our, our uh, participants in the, uh, in the audience, please share as we prepare to wrap up. I have learned a lot. Uh, and one of the things that, that jumps out at me listening to the two of you is the whole idea that many of our BEAK members, many of our NAIC members, many of our Better Investing members are aging, if you will, just like this club. And seldom do we have the conversation about legacy, what's next, and seldom do we actually put it in our bylaws. Because again, I, I think that uh, Eric, as you get on board, um, Vincent can probably tell you it is, it is unlike anything else you've done, even though you were on the peripheral as a child. Uh, and Iona, I'm not sure she was talking about herself and our relationship when she talked about the fact that it's very different when you're in the ring, if you will, versus being outside of the ring and, and being a spectator. But either way you look at it, I, I think that it's important um, that we share. And one of the things we talked about before the program started tonight is that, um, you know, in our community as African-Americans, we are the answer to the question. Now, uh, Mr. Johnson, Howard Johnson is on. I wanna make sure, Mr. Johnson, you know that you do have, uh, uh, one of these individuals is from the Atlanta area. So uh, you may wanna privately chat them and get that information so you can, uh, include them in your chapter activities. I've already spoken very highly of your chapter in that Atlanta area. So, so you may wanna pick up a couple of very good volunteers because you know, we're always looking for volunteers, right, Ioni? Oh, and yeah. <laughs> always looking. So she, she dipped uh, up right at volunteers. <laughs> yes, yes. So let's start with you, Vincent. Any wrap up questions, comments before we close the show? I wanna say thank you again for coming on and sharing tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I would just make sure um, to the folks that are interested in joining the club, um, check out the bylaws and make sure um, even if you're in a club now and they don't have it, but a, uh, what we call a transfer of death kit so mm. if i pass um when you my pass. money yeah if <laughs> but um so you know if me and my wife we pass the money is going to our children or we can update it to go to our grandchildren and that way we um the children they won't be fighting in court that i should get it or this person should get it so uh, make sure you have that kind of stuff for the for the investment club in addition to a will Wow, thank you so much. What and what was that called again? A transfer of death kit. I believe that's what we call ours. Transfer of death. So transfer uh, of death kit. Yep. Awesome. 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 Thank you so very much. Eric, uh -huh. any closing comments for our guests and our audience and listeners? Sure. Um, first of all, once again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of this discussion, this this whole podcast opportunity. I know that um uh, you know, it's funny, a, a, as the new kid on the block, basically, um, I, I was hoping that they might be able to squeeze me in because I know that uh, there's so many other members that had, you know, that have been a part of it for such a long time. And because they, they met such a, an incredible benchmark, you know, million dollars, I mean, that, that, that's huge. And, and I know well, I, I'd assume that many of them that were part of that would want to be a part of this discussion here. And, and, and again, just thanks for allowing me to be a part. Um, and, and I guess in, in closing, um, as a shameless plug, if nothing else, you know, my whole campaign of say goodbye with a smile, 
speaks to the fact that at the end of the day, all of us have a legacy. And at this point, while alive, we have, a, we have the ability to determine what it is. And if wanting, if you want your legacy to be one whereby you've said goodbye and you're smiling because you've dotted the I's, you've crossed the T's, you've been able to set up, you know, all kinds of, of um, things that build character, that build uh, unity within the family, that build income, that, build, that builds wealth so that it can be passed on not, on not only to your kids, but to your kids' kids, then you're able to, you know, pass on, go to the next life with a smile on your face. And those that you leave behind will be smiling as well. Because, you know, we've all been to two kinds of funerals. The one where the folks are falling out, screaming and hollering because not only have they lost their loved one, but they've lost the income and their life has come to a complete stop. And those that kind of just pat their eye because they've passed on, but now they are millionaires. They, they, they now own the building. They now have the ability to be able to, partic to participate economically, locally, nationally, and internationally. And it's because of clubs like this and the members that are, are, are active and, and, and get um, uh, access to the different information of the things that are coming you know, down the pike that if, they, if they're in the right place at the right time, they can kind of you know, expand the value of their portfolio and um, give access to that kind of information to those, again, within their families and communities and what have you, where they too can all just level up. And at the end of the day, that's what, uh, I think in the hearts of everybody, at the end of the day, that's what everybody wants, you know, to be able to be able to do that and, um, and you know, to be a vessel, to be a conduit, to be a, a, a point of light um, in an area where, you know, many are just are clueless and have no idea and, and, and a, and a, great resource um, for confirmation of doing the right thing for those that are that they're in the ring if you will but just don't know do, do you need to duck here do you need to swing here whatever the case may be and uh, organizations like this and leadership like Vincent is uh, is, is offering the club and uh, and his willingness to be available and um, and and take the lead from somebody that has the wealth of experience that uh, a Tom Hamilton has, or Julia Singleton, or Charles Dockery, I think is is what you know will allow for the club to continue to grow and to to um, get the great rewards that that's been getting and getting on calls like this. That same kind of information, the same kind of spirit, that same kind of willingness um, will help to hopefully inspire everybody that's on this call to do the same thing in their communities. And um, and and I guess you know I, I'll close with, I'll close with that a big old smile so you can smile too <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you thank you everybody thank you Ioni. we too. want to uh, just thank everybody that's listening in live and also in the future and just remind all of you uh, that you've been listening to hashtag my investing story and McNeil and myself are volunteers with Better Investing. We'll encourage you to go to betterinvesting.org and to get more information about how you can become a better investor. Right now, Better Investing has a 90-day free membership. It's right on the front page of the website at the very bottom. And we also want to encourage you also on that front page uh, at the bottom to join us in October in Dallas uh, from the uh, 24th, uh, the 25th for the Bink Conference. That's the Bet Investing National Convention that's going to be held in 
uh, in Dallas. And so we've been talking tonight uh, to Eric Smith and Vincent Smith, not related, <laughs> but, uh, but they are in uh, the uh, Living Room Investment Club and is one of the old, one of the oldest African-American clubs uh, in existence and still going on, but equally as important, they're building legacy. So with those thoughts and comments, we want to thank you for joining us and we will see you all back here next week, same time, same place at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I'll just say good evening. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Thank Bye. you. Thank good night, you. everyone. Thank say you. goodbye with a smile. Yes, say goodbye with a smile. <laughs> and this is my smile to all of you, if you can see it. Thank you. Yes. All right, peace. Bye-bye.